Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, John June. And of course, I've got my guy, my co-host, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good, man? What's good? Fresh off the week one Sunday. Uh, excited for the about to see my man Danny Dimes dropping dimes all the way. Hopefully he can save my week along with Big Ben. Uh, it was it was it was it was a cool week, you know. Some good things, some bad things. I know if, if Big Ben saves me, I'm I'm gonna go five and three this week, including two wins against you. So that that'd be nice. Oh man, yeah, that two two losses against you in one week is, is definitely bad <laughs> enough. But luckily, I've won some some of the bets here this week. I, you have, I, you I, have. I've demolishing you in the fan duel contest. You have, you have. <laughs> <laughs> so I got that going for me. But let's let's rehash this week, man. because um, it was a it was a great week in terms of the quality of football that we were getting. Uh, you know, it, it, it felt normal almost to watch these games on, on TV. Um but let's get into some of the, the performances. Uh starting at the quarterback position, man, QB won on the week uh people always complain this guy can't they're not gonna let him cook hashtag let Russ cook they finally let the man cook that is Russell Wilson 31 of 35 four touchdowns that's good for 31.78 points in a in a uh standard scoring league Greg what are your thoughts on Mr. Russell Wilson here man oh uh, this is Mr. Efficiency himself 31 to 35 uh we talked about it today he's just, I mean if the Seahawks are throwing more and with his level of efficiency it's over like this is the Super Bowl pick that I had uh this is what you know I expected from the run game but the pass game was beautiful uh he got everyone involved DK Tyler Lockett you know David Moore anyone who didn't matter Chris Carson so it was a good performance from him yeah man even gets <clears throat> Greg Olson a touchdown in this one as well. Yep. Uh, Russell Wilson was phenomenal, man. And then, you know, on top of that, you know, all, all the time with Russell Wilson, it's been, well, if only they let him throw more. If only let him throw more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard a stat today, you know, Russell Wilson had 35 attempts, but um, it was one of the very few times that Russell Wilson, um, where the, a Russell Wilson-led football team had – less than 28 rush attempts. So, you know, uh, him having the opportunity to throw the ball, the fact that on fourth and five, uh, he's, you know, they're actually staying on the field. Russell Wilson had talked about this last year saying, you know, I see what teams do going forward on fourth down. You know, let's do some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, this was this was great. And so if we continue to see this all year, like he will be the QB one on the, on the week almost every week because, oh, yeah, like watch you out. said, that efficiency that he has. So um, QB2 on the week, man. That is a guy that we both talk bad about. And I think we should just, you know what? I think the best thing that we can do is talk bad about Aaron Rodgers. You know, speak <laughs> speak good about him. Let, the, let him play a, a few bad games. Trade for him and then just talk bad about him on this podcast. Repeatedly. True, true, but, true. But, you can <laughs> run out on script there. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but Aaron Rodgers, the QB2 on the week. Uh, 30.76 points in, in a standard uh, quarterback scoring league. Another guy with four touchdown passes in this one. Greg, what did you think of a vintage performance from Aaron Rodgers? Oh, man, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, this is this is everything. I think uh, Malafleur let him loose a little bit uh, with the offense, uh, getting downfield and throwing the ball. To guys like 44 MBS. pass attempts. 44 pass attempts, man. Free Aaron Rodgers. Not free Andrew Jones. Free Aaron Rodgers. This is this is great. Uh, I mean, you know, if if he's able to do this, if he's able to be Vinci's Aaron Rodgers and get those pass attempts up, uh, get those completions in, you know, the intermediate field is where uh, his completion percentage was kind of low last year. But if he can get that up, 
um, and it's going to be nice for him uh, for this Packers offense. It, it just it just pains me that they still didn't get him a receiver. Imagine what it would be like with a, a nice first rounder. But it, it's all good, and you know Rodgers should you know in good matchups. We'll, we'll see. It was Week One. Um, he, he has uh, some good matchups against Detroit next week, so I'm I'm taking that all the way. Yeah, I mean, I think one thing to note here. I mean, I didn't, I didn't watch this game at all, and, and it's, uh, I just saw highlights of, of the touchdown catches and throws and things of that nature. Um, but what if this Minnesota defense is just bad? I read today that this, that the starters in the secondary had a combined, or the starters at cornerback had a combined nine starts, and that's between two of them. Mm. So, you know, they, you know, this could be a, a secondary that is young and inexperienced outside of the safeties. Um, but, you know, we saw issues they had at cornerback last year with Xavier Rhodes. And then, obviously, they're missing Daniil Hunter, their star pass rusher. So, you know, maybe this is something to watch next week. You know, I don't I don't know who Minnesota plays. Um, not, not yet, but um, when we, you know, we approach next week. But the QB3 on the week, that was my start of the week. Uh, Josh Allen. Coming in as the QB3 against the New York Jets, 312 yards, two touchdowns in the air, one touchdown on the ground, 57 rushing yards. In Josh Allen fashion, the only way Josh Allen could, lost two fumbles uh, in in this game. Uh, I have this crazy love-hate relationship with Josh Allen because I I hate the, the quarterback and the prospect, but the fantasy player is just... You know he's he's so he's so awesome in that way. If you listen to the DFS rundown, I told you a touchdown rushing, a touchdown passing, uh, and this guy had a blow up spot. That's what he did here. Greg, what are your takeaways on the performance of Mr. Josh Allen here? Oh yeah, Josh Allen. This was a classic great game for him uh, against the Bills. You expected this. I mean, against the Jets, you expected this. You know, his rushing right away was just out there, bro. He, he's he's the man as far as uh you know his rushing uh, as far as you know you know using John Brown and he he targeted Diggs a lot, which was good. Uh, yeah, this, he's a he's a great fantasy quarterback, man. Uh, the two fumbles held him back from being QB one basically, so it, it was a good performance for him. Oh, just to mention, like the. Imagine people taking um Minnesota Vikings defense well, like in the round 10, 11 as your first defense going and now they got you almost negative points. <laughs> oh yeah, man, absolutely. I mean, they killed me in a league as well, so um don't take defense early, basically. <laughs> yeah, don't don't take a defense early even if we're we're telling you that they're a pretty good defense cuz like you like you know you, like we saw you can never know what happens. Uh Greg, by the way, did you know this was Josh Allen's first 300-yard passing game in the college or NFL? Wow, that's crazy. And he was still like yeah. fan- he's still fantasy relevant all this time. That just shows uh the potential if he gets it done in the yardage game too. He his his uh ceiling is, you know, limitless. Yeah, I mean, 46 pass attempts in this one. Um, you know, obviously we know that the Jets have a good run defense, but uh 46 pass attempts that that is something I don't think we've ever expected from Josh Allen in a game that they're they're comfortably leading. Yep. So Absolutely. <laughs> Um, if that's added to the floor here for Josh Allen, then you know all of the fantasy community that was taking advantage of him being continued to be slept on. I don't know why, um, but you know you guys are are definitely benefiting from that. Rounding out the top twelve quarterbacks, uh, QB four Lamar Jackson, five Kyler Murray, six Cam Newton, seven Matt Ryan, eight Mitch Trubisky, nine Kirk Cousins, ten Tom Brady. 11, Deshaun Watson, and Gardner Minshew coming in at 12, Greg. Coming in at 12. Um, What do you think of these stud performances? Any of these guys really stick out to you? Oh, man, you one man that stands out to me. It's Cam. It's got to be Cam. He's right there. Yo, we we said it. You know, you said he could be a league winner, uh, and this is what we've been pounding Cam all pre-draft season. I'm so happy. He <laughs> this is one of many weeks that he's gonna be a QB one. They they Pats literally ran the offense through Cam Newton, so it was amazing to see. Yeah, 15 carries, 75 yards, uh, two rushing touchdowns. Could have had a third. Um, you know that this is what we had talked about, right? Like this is yep. what we had talked about in the off season. Uh, you know, t- Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, they wanted a quarterback that they could do this with. Josh McDaniels drafted Tim Tebow with a first-round pick. Like, you know, think about how many times in short-yarded situations last year where Tom Brady is getting the first down on a QB sneak. 
and now you have Cam Newton back there. So, yeah. you know, this they was, were running him on third downs, fourth downs, second downs. It didn't matter, man. It was crazy. The only question I didn't ever had a question about how Cam was going to be used in this offense. The only question I had was uh, Cam's health. And once the Patriots mm-hmm. passed on a physical and everything came out okay, you know there was no denying what was going to happen when that was done. When this guy, when he's played sixteen games in a season, he's a top five quarterback. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's really what what you're what you're getting right now. And if you were listening to us, you were drafting him in the tenth, eleventh, t- sometimes even later rounds. So, um, Greg, any Jags at the position, and no, not Gardner Minshew, because he is a stud this week, coming in at the top 12, uh, like you said he would. So, interesting how that works out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, at quarterback, um, I mean, you know, the entire, anyone on that played on the Cleveland Browns organization was a Jag, so I guess that includes Baker Mayfield at quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if you were starting Baker Mayfield against the Browns, but he's probably a jag in your opinion if you started a Cleveland Brown. Um, yeah, my stream of the week, Derek Carr also didn't really come through. So, oh yeah, I mean that show, game, though. the Josh Jacobs show, which we oh that is a perfect segue if we if we were segueing to the running Ooh. backs right now, but uh, Drew Brees didn't didn't do didn't do you too good. Carson Wentz uh, didn't do you too good. Um, Jared Goff, I know we both talked about him as good plays this week. Uh, we also both talked about why we wouldn't want to make him a start of the week in week one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because yep. you never know what's going to happen. I mean, and that's that's that part kind of sucks, right? Because Jared Goff actually played well. Um, he just didn't get a touchdown pass. And Robert Robert Woods had a, a reception that fell short of the goal line. So, I mean, like, I mean the, Rams, the Rams are feeling like when they're good – the last couple of years, they are running the ball now, so maybe they could be more of a run team. Take it out of Jerichoff's hands and let the run game hold it down. Yeah, I mean that would be. Uh, th- it seems like that a good formula that worked. Their defense is pretty good to be able to you know have a strategy like that. Uh, and then you know Sean McVay is a, a good enough play designer that I think that they'll still be able to put up points. You know get Jer- you know get Jerichoff his shots, which they did yesterday. But moving on to the running back position. Josh Jacobs, RB1, 33.9 points here. Uh, three rushing touchdowns against the Carolina Panthers. The best part I think fantasy owners uh, are looking at is that four receptions on six targets. By the way, he's on pace, 64 catches for the year. So, <laughs> Greg, what are your thoughts on the performance here by Josh Jacobs, man? Hey, man, your start of the week. Uh, I have him in one league, so he ate. Uh, this is absolutely Everything we we knew he was going to eat in this matchup it was just too good. Carolina's rush defense is non-existent. Uh, yeah, this is a great performance by him. I'm happy for Josh Jacobs and continuing with the hopefully soon to be you know more pass catching ability. Yeah, I mean, I I wish that I I had the third down snaps. That's probably something that we'll get to uh, later in the week when we break down the matchup. But um, you know, you've got to be obviously three touchdowns is is great. And but even if he doesn't have this three touchdown day. Uh, as a Josh Jacobs owner, I would be, you know, definitely happy with the with the reception total and the target total. So mm-hmm. definitely, definitely some good there. So uh, the running back two on the week that would be Christian McCaffrey. Surprise, surprise. Um, ninety six ninety six rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns, uh, only three receptions for thirty eight receiving yards. Um, so, but you know, still a great day. You know, what definitely what you're expecting from the number, the, you know, universal 101. So, Greg, what are your thoughts here on the performance by CMC? Yeah, surprise, surprise. He's not RB1, really. But, yeah, this is uh what Christian McCaffrey is, what he's going to do every week. He's going to finish RB2. So his, his range of outcome is RB1 or RB5 every week, and that's what you're going to get from Christian McCaffrey. So Yeah, pretty much. Um, The RB3 on the week, that would be Ezekiel Elliott, man. Uh, 22 carries, 96 yards, a, a rushing touchdown, added three receptions for 31 yards and a, and a receiving touchdown. But I will just, you know, 26.2 points and a half point PPR. I will just say, you know, I have Zeke again for like the first time in a, in a, in a couple years. And 
I just love how awesome it is watching him just so consistently nice. get fed the ball. <laughs> it is just so nice, so nice. to watch. <laughs> Greg, what are your takeaways from the performance here by Zeke Elliott? I'm so upset because I, I didn't have one draft above the like sixth spot. So I don't have any of these top running back guys uh, like McCaffrey or you know Zeke. But yeah, Zeke is the man. You're going to get 30 touches almost a game from him. It's just beautiful to watch. Uh, they've been running the ball through him for the last since he's come in the league. So that's con- Mr. Consistency. I run him back. Yeah, man. He mean you know, twenty two carries yesterday, and he only gets a break when he wants it. And when they're down by the goal line, like there's almost no, you know, there's almost no way you're not getting him the ball there. So uh, the running back four on the week that would be Malcolm Brown, five Naheem Hines, six Raheem Mostert. Seven, Chris Carson. Eight, Dalvin Cook. Nine, Alvin Kamara. Ten, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, Eleven, David Johnson. And twelve, Aaron Jones. Greg, what do you think of uh, the rest of these studs of the week? Uh, yeah, I mean, what stood out to me, and Naheem Hines is uh, excellent. Definitely a name, a little hint, hint uh, to what's going to come in the future about these waivers. But uh, that, that really stood out to me. Um, but, yeah, a good performance from uh, a lot of these guys uh, here. And the Jags, you know, uh, Cleveland Browns, Nick Chubb is part of that organization, so he also gets called out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Um, the, I think the performance that sticks out to me is Malcolm Brown, man. I mean, me and you were texting about it. Yep. Um, he, he looked good, man. I mean, look, I'm a big-time fan of Cam Akers. Um, you know, he was one of the – I think he was my RB4 uh, coming into – you know, in terms of rookie running backs, but um, Malcolm Brown looked really good. Like he looked yep. much more explosive than he than he has uh, in years prior. Um, you know, he just he looked like he's he's really vibing with that that Sean McVay uh, outside outside zone running scheme. Uh, Cam Akers, while he did have 15 touches, still looks like he's trying to adjust to it. Um, you know, maybe the speed of the game. I don't know, but. You know, Malcolm Brown definitely looked good. Uh, he's somebody that, you know, maybe you, you start in these next couple of weeks while you while you figure out your bench, you know. Um, other performance that sticks out to me, obviously, we talked about Clyde. Um, you know, Chris Carson, RB7, uh, two, two receiving touchdowns. I mean, obviously, we'll talk about, you know, his workload and whatnot later. But, um, you know, that was a little... You know the twelve only twelve touches in this game. You know this this might be an opportunity where you know may, I'm not going to sell Chris Carson for peanuts, but maybe I try to sell high. Somebody's just looking at the the fantasy points from the week before. But um, in terms of 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 Jags, you said it, Nick Chubb. He's part of the Browns. Uh, you know his performance definitely uh, concerning. Mark Ingram, Mark Le'Veon Ingram, yep. Bell got injured, so that sucked. But uh, Joe Austin Eckler. Yeah, Joe Mixon as well. Um, you know, I think of those guys on that list, Austin Eckler, not really concerned about because, you know, he yep. did get 19 carries in this one, so I'm not really going to be concerned there. He just ended up with, with one target. Uh, I don't know how, how often that's going to happen going forward. Um, Le'Veon Bell, again, he got injured. Um, so, you know, and any any conversation about the snap count, you know, I think that can go out the window at least when he was healthy because – it was, I think, at one point in the game, it was twenty six snaps for Le'Veon Bell and two for Frank Gore. So, um, yeah, it was still was, all Le'Veon in the game and usage as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if, if if that's an offense you really want any part of at this point, but yeah, I mean, he he was getting he was getting touches or I mean uh, opportunities in terms of snaps. Um, Mark Ingram, I have not watched any of this game. I just saw some highlights. You know, uh, you know Lamar throwing touchdown passes, J.K. Dobbins vulturing, uh, Mark Ingram for two rushing touchdowns, but uh, the usage was pretty similar amongst these guys. Uh, I believe it was 33% of the snaps for J.K. Dobbins, uh, 31% of the snaps for Mark Ingram, uh, and you know I think 20 20 something percent of the snaps for Gus Edwards, but. Uh, I don't know if that was a game flow thing. Greg, do you know anything about Mark Ingram's, uh, you know, he still had 12 carries, but do you know anything about the, the distribution of snaps or anything? Uh, I, I don't. I mean, I know, you know J.K. Dobbins was used in the red zone. That's how he got those uh, the touchdowns. Um, 
but throughout the game, uh, it could have been, you know, a format of the Ravens blowing out the the Browns. Um, and, you know, this could be a case in the future because the, the Ravens are a really good team and they'll they'll have high spreads and everything. So uh, I'm, a, I'm not going to panic too much on Mark Ingram. One, because we have J.K. Dobbins in the league. We have Mark Ingram. Uh, and well, let's say and, you're a Mark Ingram owner and you don't own and you don't or a Mark Ingram manager and you don't have J.K. Dobbins. Are you concerned? I I think I would be a little bit, but I would wait one more week to see. Um, they play the Texans next week. Uh, could should be a closer game. Uh, I will wait till then to kind of see what what kind of usage Mark Ingram is getting in the red zone, especially. Yeah, I think that's gonna be that's gonna be big. Um, so moving on to the wide receiver position, the wide receiver one on the week. That would be, I mean. No surprise, his quarterback had a good day. You have to imagine that he he would be on the end of that. Uh, that would be Devontae Adams, 34.6 points and a half point PPR, uh, 14 catches, 156 receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns. Uh, Greg, what were your takeaways from Mr. Devontae Adams in this game? Oh man, this is this is beautiful. This is everything you wanted. You you called he was he's gonna lead the league in targets, and he started off right off the bat. With a heavy target number of 17, um, this is this is great for him. Um, this is what I expect. This is what we expect from Devontae all year. He should be, uh, you know, one of the top three, uh, two or three guys uh, throughout the year as long as he stays healthy. Yeah, man. I mean, I I said it last. I said it in our wide receiver breakdown show, mainly because if you look at this team, I mean, they did not draft a receiver in the first round. Uh, you know, it's Devontae Adams. Alan Lazard had a good day. Um, MVS did you know, have a good day as well. MVS had a good day as well. Actually, all three of these guys ended up as mm-hmm. top 12 receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, 17 targets for Devontae <laughs> Adams. Like, that's going to happen every not, – I'm not saying 17 is the number every week. Pl- 10 plus, like, though. Like, 10 plus is – like, I think 10 is almost a given. So, yeah. Um, Definitely have to be excited with with that one there. Uh, the wide receiver two on the week, man, Calvin Ridley uh, coming through uh, for 29.4 points and a half point PPR, nine receptions, 12 targets, 130 yards, two touchdowns. Greg, what are your thoughts from Mr. Calvin Ridley? Uh, this is great from him. You know, one of your got breakout guys that, you know, was going to stand out. Uh, yeah, this is great. Uh, Matt Ryan doesn't fail to, to throw the ball. Atlanta's going to throw the ball. 54 pass attempts. They pick up right where they left off. So he is got to be someone you got to look forward to with wide receiver one upside. If they're going to pass the ball like this, everyone has an opportunity to get to get some action. Yeah, I mean, no, uh, no Austin Hooper. This, you know, this is more targets for Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. They each had 12 targets in this one. Russell Gage also ends up with 12 targets in this one. So, um, you know, definitely, definitely what you want to see uh, from if you're if you uh, have Calvin Ridley on your roster quarter or the wide receiver three on the week. That is your wide receiver Ooh. ride or die. No, he's not your ride or die. He was your. Oh, uh, yeah. Adam, Adam, top eight. Adam, like, uh, was he my ride or die? No. Yeah, he's my right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He. Yeah, yeah, he was my ride or die. Yeah, you know, he, yeah, he was your ride or die. He yeah, was your yeah, yeah. Die. Adam Thielen coming through six catches here, two receiving touchdowns, 110 receiving yards. Also added you a two point conversion. Greg, what are your thoughts on Adam Thielen, your ride or die here, man? Yeah, now nah, I'm gonna go back and look at all my ride or dies. But yeah, Thielen was my ride or die. This guy, this is what I expected from him. No Stefan Diggs. This man has got to eat. He's He's got to eat. And in the games without Stefan Diggs, where he's targeted heavily and he's the number one, um, he's, he's going to get a certain amount of points. Uh, and at 15, to being a, basically being a wide receiver one is one of them. He's, he's, he's going to be the guy all year long for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, rounding out the top 12 at the receiver position, Robbie Anderson comes in at four. DeAndre Hopkins, five. Jamison Crowder, six. Julio Jones, seven. Sammy Watkins, eight. Nine, you have Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Ten, DK Metcalf. Eleven, Alan Lazard. And 12, John Brown. Uh, Greg, which which of these performances 
uh, these studs stick out to you or any any guy that was maybe maybe borderline stud because you know the wide receiver position um it, it's you know varies week to week yeah yeah definitely i mean i do like john brown you know guy that we told you know kind of said you know even though stefan Diggs is there not to try to sleep on john brown i, I like that for sure that his value is still there as a, a basically just a consistent wide receiver too he's 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 there for you when you need him yeah i mean um in terms of, I guess, guys that stuck out, I mean, Russell Gage is another guy I'm sure we'll talk about later. Yep, yep. Um, Robbie Anderson is a guy I'm sure we'll talk about later as well. Um, but those two guys, you know, coming out of nowhere, having, you know, the weeks that they did, um, you know, I think that's definitely going to put guys on our radar and also shed light on something, I, you know, I've been saying I think you're coming more and more around to it is that you could find receivers almost any week because <laughs> um, these guys were on your waiver wire and you could have picked them up and started them. Um, you know, just like we say, you know, look at those games with the high over-unders and, and you know, you will you should be able to find a guy. And, and, you know, that's why you come and listen to this podcast so we can give them to you, right? So uh, yes, the sir. Jags of the week, though. Oh. Uh Oh yeah, well, yeah, man. That, that's Beckham a whole is part of the <laughs> Cleveland Browns organization. Part of the Cleveland so. Browns, right? Oh, Dallas, so he's Dallas, a Jack. Gotta get called out. <laughs> I mean, ten targets in this one—definitely what you want to see. I mean, look—if you told me before the game, every Sunday before the yep. game. Odell's going to get 10 targets. I'm putting him in my lineup. <laughs> yeah. No questions absolutely, asked. Absolutely. I'm going to put him in. <laughs> right? And I'm next gonna week, put if you told me, I'll still do it again. Dude. I would still do it. <laughs> I, Hey, regression to the mean. Like, is Baker and him can't be that bad. Uh, I mean, I was hearing, like, this man Baker does have more commercials <laughs> than he does wins right now. So, it's crazy. So, uh, Baker's got to figure it out. But, yeah, they have a nice matchup. Against Cincinnati next week, I think the Browns, as an organization, will step up and bounce back. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, ex- I'm expecting them to bounce back too. I mean, it was the Baltimore Ravens, like, gonna cut them some slack for that. Um, Terry McLaurin, you know, he was my wide receiver star of the week. He didn't really come through. Uh, DJ Moore is a guy I was also very high on. Uh, Keenan Allen, especially. Yeah, Keenan Allen didn't come through. Um, Michael Thomas, I, I know he's yeah. a guy that ended up getting banged up, but he, you know the injury happened later. Yeah, uh, you still his, took him with your, like at your fifth or sixth pick. So yeah, yeah. So uh, Marvin Jones also had a eh, okay day. Um, so you know, T. Y. Hilton uh, Kendrick didn't have a very good T. Y. Hilton. Yeah, not great. Kendrick Bourne was a guy that we were both really high on. He he mm-hmm. uh, he didn't come through in this one either. Um, yeah. The tight end position, though, Mark Andrews coming in as the tight end one. Uh, Hey, look, if you listen to that DFS rundown, then you you either played Mark Andrews in in FanDuel or or hopefully you you drafted him in season long. But Mark Andrews yesterday, two touchdown receptions, one of them with a phenomenal one-handed catch, uh, five catches, 58 yards, uh, Greg, what are your takeaways on on Mark Andrews here, man? He's got to be like one of the most efficient tight ends right now because every every time he steps on the floor and the field, he's uh he's doing <laughs> what he has to do. <laughs> hey, low snap share last uh, last year. Uh, the snap share you know went a little up to, for week one, but still just efficient in what he does. Uh, yeah, he's. I remember you saying someone had an argument. With, you had an argument with someone about Mark Andrews, and I didn't want to hear it because there's nothing to say negative about this man. He's gonna be, you know, a top tight end every week. Yeah, man. I mean, you had said it during our tight end episode. Uh, if he gets more, you know, if that snap number goes up for Mark Andrews, then you know his uh his his numbers should only go up. I mean, he was so yep. granted, right? He was so efficient, but um you know, he's if his 20 if he's getting 24% target share or 25% target share and the the rate and then ends up running more snaps, then the Ravens are then going to um or the you know, his target share maintaining at 24%, he's only going to get more opportunities from that. Yep. So he plays 71% um, of the snaps in in game. 71% so. of the snaps. Ooh. That is so awesome. I was stalling so I could pull it up, but Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, I got it. Yeah, I was on. doing it too, yo. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
Um, nice. So he, yeah, I mean that's up from last year where he played less than fifty percent of the snaps. So already, already coming through there for you, Mark Andrews is uh, the tight end two on the week. Dallas Goddard. Um, you know, obviously you may know him as the the, the Eagles number two tight end. Uh, some may argue uh, he's the Eagles number one tight end, but mm-hmm. that's neither here nor there. Uh, Dallas Goddard. Eight receptions, 101 yards, a receiving touchdown, good for 20.1 uh, points and a half point PPR. Greg, what do you takeaways here from from Mr. Dallas Goddard? Hey man, I mean, you, you one of your busts, the t- tight end bust of the year was t- Zach Ertz, and a lot to do with it had to been Dallas Goddard. Uh, he's a guy, you know, we said coming in what could hurt uh, Ertz uh, production, um, and as more of these Eagles get healthy, uh, if Goddard can take the the role, Zach Ertz before the game said he doesn't feel like. He, you know, he, uh, here at this organization, the Eagles that the Eagles don't want him. So uh, I don't know, man. You, they, they, are, they should trade him, honestly. <laughs> hey, man. I mean, that's a very that's a very real possibility. You know, Ertz is a little um, upset that the Eagles aren't willing to pay him his contract. You know, a contract extension after watching guys like George Kittle and and Travis Kelsey, who were you know t- often talked about in that upper echelon of tight ends with along with Zach Ertz. Uh, so he feels like he should be compensated accordingly. Uh, he, even though has two years left on his deal, spoke about playing for the Eagles as if this was his last year. I mean, Dallas Goddard playing 79% of the snaps. Uh, granted, Ertz still played 85%, but that's something similar to what we saw last year with Goddard. You know, mm-hmm. if he's playing 80% of the snaps, uh, that makes him, you know, fantasy viable every week. Uh, so definitely something to watch there. But uh, Zach Ertz, you know, talking like he's in his last year in Philadelphia. Like you said, maybe they should tra- they should look to trade him. Um, you know, I don't know if they'd make a, a deal with New England. But, I, you know, I feel like anytime you, a player gets brought up in <laughs> trade talks, the, 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 the immediate team that gets brought up is New England. But, hey, it makes a ton of sense. So, um, you know, TJ Hawkinson. Coming in as the Ooh. tight end three. The brand is strong. Uh, f- oh, amen, yo. Absolutely. <laughs> um, TJ Hawkinson coming in as a tight end three. Five catches, 56 yards, and a touchdown here. I called my shot. I had to hit it 14.1 and a half point PPR. Greg, what do you take away from uh, TJ Hawkinson? Yeah, this was good against a, a team that was vulnerable against the tight end. Uh, no Kenny Galladay. And just in general, his the second-year leap, that second-year tight end leap, that we wanted to see. Uh, TJ Hawkinson is doing it. Um, so this is great to see from him. Hopefully, you know, it's not like week one last year and he, he keeps this going. Yeah, I mean, um, if he's available on your waivers, you go pick this man up. But Yes, sir. Um, you know, people might think it's a trap, like the like the Sammy Watkins trap. But, you know, this is a, this is some a player that, you know, the, the NFL thinks highly of. He was a, a, top, a top 10 overall pick. In the NFL draft, so um, you know he's definitely capable of, of more outings like this. You know, uh, especially depending on if Galladay, how long Galladay is out, or you know how if that becomes a long term issue. But uh, either way, I think T.J. Hawkinson is involved down the down the, the stretch. Yep. Uh, the tight end four, Travis Kelsey. Tight end five, David Njoku. Tight end six, Logan Thomas. Tight end seven, OJ Howard. Tight end eight, uh, Jordan Akins. Tight end nine, Jared Cook. Tight end 11, Greg Olson. Or, Greg, sorry, tight end 10, Greg Olson. Tight end 11, Hunter Henry. And tight end 12, Zach Ertz. Greg, what uh, studs stuck out to you here in this top 12? Um, <laughs> OJ <coughs> Howard is pretty funny. I think that's probably the one thing um, which led to Gronk being a Jag. But yeah, that, that pretty stood out to me. Uh, and your boy Logan Thomas, though, too, who's going to, you know, pop up on the, the, the waiver sneaky, too. That, that was nice from him. Yeah, man. Uh, Logan Thomas coming through. I'm actually really happy that that one actually did come through uh, because that's like a, a shot among shot among shots because this is a converted quarterback <laughs> that we're talking about. Um, but, you know, like we say, we have to be uh, we have to, you know, sometimes do some detective work and. You know, we always say follow the money, and he was the highest paid tight end on the on the the Washington football team roster. So 
uh, as long as long as long as he stayed around, it just told me that he was going to be the tight end one. And he he actually led the team in targets in this one, eight targets mm-hmm. for the Washington football team. So he's a guy. I mean, I'm sure that we're going to talk about later. OJ Howard, I was not that surprised about. Um, I know you are. It, it hurts because Gronk, uh, it, it killed Gronk's value here. Uh, but you know, Mike Mike Evans being banged up. Kudos to him. Caught a touchdown, but you should not have started him if if he, if if you oh, got yeah, any he, alert yeah. that he was playing. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he 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 was a game time decision. Yeah, game time decisions with hamstrings are just not a good this uh, this year. Don't do it. Brandon Cooks, Mike Evans, Cortland Sun tonight. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, don't 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 do it. Uh, Cortland Sun does have a shoulder, but still, I wouldn't do it. Um, he, you know, he's he's playing the late game. He's got to do ten jumping jacks. Apparently, that's the test. <laughs> um, but you know, Jordan Aikens, we obviously, you know, w- you know, we liked him coming into mm-hmm. the week. Uh, Hunter Henry, he's another guy we liked. Greg Olson making, uh, uh, you know, an appearance here in the top tw- top tw- ten for that matter. Um, you know, David Njoku, uh, he's obviously, you know, like we'll we'll get to later, I'm sure, but he's injured. Uh, but coming in as the uh, the tight end situation in Cleveland. Uh, coming to fruition kind of like we thought. Um, but, Greg, who are the Jags here for you from the tight end group this week? Uh, yeah, mostly mostly Gronk, really. Uh, I know people valued Hayden Hurst a lot this year. Um, and Mike Kosecki, uh, who you're a high on, they, they really didn't come through. But I'm not going to you know jump overboard for Mike Kosecki because they did play the Patriots. It's a good defense. Um, but, yeah, uh, those are guys that probably stood out to me. Oh, and also, sorry, yeah. I forgot. Austin Hooper is a member of the Cleveland Browns organization. So, yes, Austin Hooper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Tyler Higby would be another one that sticks out to me. Um, you know, he's a guy that was highly drafted and, uh, you know, relatively highly, relatively high. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's a guy that had a good matchup here, actually, and, and didn't come through. Darren Waller didn't have the greatest day. Um, but you know what? It's hard to judge a tight end. You know, yeah, um, week to week variation is wild. Yeah, it's the, basically, did you catch a touchdown or not? Nah? <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is going to be, uh, it's you know, expect this year in and year out. If you get to stream the position, we'll stream the position. By the way, my stream of the week did not come through either, Ian Thomas. Uh, um, but if you get to stream the position, stream the position, and hopefully we just land on somebody uh, that, you know, is a... Uh, in every week starter. So that's all. That's it the, with the with the performances in terms of uh, top 12s. Uh, in terms of, I guess, things that we may be concerned about. Uh, are you concerned? You know, we've brought it up many times. The Cleveland Browns. Oh, my God. What a catch by Chase Claypool. As with a fact, the Cleveland, I saw that. <laughs> uh, the Cleveland Browns. Um, y- you know, are you concerned are you concerned at all about, um, you know, their outlook and the play, the outlook of their players going forward? Uh, you know, I mean, I mentioned earlier they have Cincinnati next week, so I'm gonna wait. I'm not gonna go uh, over overreact or tilt on uh, Browns players yet. Uh, I just kept saying for now all day because it's it's not like you know they they had a full sample size last year of them not really performing to the level they should be. So as far as a team and fantasy wise, so. Um, I'm a, I'm a Cincinnati should be, uh, I feel like a good barometer, you know, uh, average team, not very good rookie quarterback. Yeah. They should be able to, you know, control the, the tempo and the pace a little bit, which will help Nick Chubb especially. Yeah, no, uh, that should definitely help getting them in some good game script. Looks like Benny Snow is getting a lot of work here, Greg. Like you mm-hmm, said, that like I will, mentioned, did. you know, like I mentioned, <laughs> hey, they don't the question I have. To get hurt. Okay. That's all I know. James Conner's healthy. <laughs> yeah, he is. They don't want him to get hurt. So they you should be smart and use all your backs. You know, it's the era of workhorse backs are dying, man. It's crazy. I mean, Mike, the only thing is Mike Tomlin had said it as recently as last week that he still wants to run it through one guy. So we'll see. Maybe we'll <laughs> see how this distribution, you know, splits. Oh, we'll see how this distribution splits, Uh, you know, at the end of this game. But. Definitely, if you were listening to us, you have Benny Snell on your roster. So, oh, yeah. whatever ha- whatever happens after this, uh, you, you should be good money. So, um, guys, I guess I'm concerned about the Carson touch split. I know we talked about it 
earlier. Um, you know, he t- 12 total touches, but only six carries in this one. You know, did get six receptions. Carlos Hyde gets seven carries. Uh, he only he ends up playing 28% of the snap or 20 28 snaps total. Chris Carson does. Um, Greg, are you concerned at all? Um, not too much. Um, especially if it leads to Carson being involved more in the passing game. Um, but I'm also yeah gonna wait because you know the uh they did control the Seahawks controlled this game in the fourth quarter. They were up by uh, ten points and then the Hyde came in and really solidified the the game on a goal line touchdown. So uh, I'm gonna wait another week uh, to see how that split is. Yeah, uh, I mean, apparently Travis Homer was getting playing time as well. Uh, so, you know, this was like a, a full three, three-way three rotation here. So um, definitely something to watch. I mean, if I can get something for Chris Carson off this two-touchdown game. All right, we're going to get to the injuries in a little bit. But would you trade Chris Carson for Marlon Mack? For who? For, uh, Chris Carson for Jonathan Taylor. Oh, uh yeah, yes. I probably would trade Chris Carson for Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Um and then Mark Ingram we 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 talked about him already. Um you know, you you said you're going to wait a week. I think that's that's what you have to do Mark Ingram, with Mark Ingram. You drafted him in the 4th, 5th round. You're going to wait and see. Um I guess, you know, I'll ask you now and we'll probably have to we will definitely have to answer this question later in the week, but initial reaction if you have J.K. Dobbins, would you play? And Mark Ingram, who 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 are you playing? Next, if I had both of them, um, next week for us, I mean, we're starting Hollywood Brown. That's all I got to say. But if enough, uh, if I had <laughs> J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram, I and I had to start one of them. Um, they play the Texans next week. Uh, I, I'm I'm probably I probably start J.K. Dobbins. Just be. It's not like being cute or anything. I just think, you know, J.K. Dobbins might get more opportunity at the goal. If I'm going off week one, but uh, I would be hesitant to start. If I had another option, I would go that way before. Yeah, no, I, I try, trying to decide who to start one of these guys would be a headache. Yeah. You know, I I, I, need I would like to week. see the the red zone. Yeah, right? I, yeah. I want to see the red zone snaps and distribution of, of, of the, the – I mean, was Mark Ingram even in the red zone? Like, was it a situation where – Baltimore was going hurry up and J.K. Dobbins just happened to be the running back on the field. Like, I haven't watched any of this game. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many. Uh, that's why, you know, even with this opportunities and stuff, we can't just look at raw numbers. Sometimes it's good to just, you know, watch the games, which Greg and I do. We watch um, as many of these games as we can mm-hmm. on, a, on a given Sunday. So, um, you know, seeing the flow of the game, that that's really what, I, what I'm going to want to see with, you know, Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins. Um and then I can make my decision. But in terms of injuries, uh, Marlon Mack, man, I just feel terrible for the guy, man. Uh, he's entering the last year of his deal. He's set to be a free agent next year uh, in a in a running back class, which is going to be loaded with talent when you've got Najee Harris coming out of Alabama, Travis Etienne coming out of Clemson, uh, uh, Ch- uh, Chubba, Chubba Hubbard coming out of Oklahoma State. So... Um, it's got, it's going to be a tough year to get paid and, and he ends up with a torn Achilles here. He was having himself a, a good game. Um, Greg, what are your, what are your takeaways here on the Marlon Mack injury? Um, and most importantly, what it means for Jonathan Taylor. Oh, um, this is, this is everything. I mean, it, he's out for the year. So opportunity, you know, Frank Wright already came on and said JT is our starter Marlon. I mean, Naheem Hines will be heavily involved. So JT, the guy you, you reached and every 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 day was uh, climbing around, it seemed like, as well. Uh, it, this is worth it because, uh, I mean, the snap count was not good for him <laughs> with all three in. Uh, I know JT was he was definitely a, probably a good guy that come pop up late in the season. But uh, with all three of those, those guys, it was kind of tough because Naheem Himes definitely emerged. So uh, I don't know if the value is going to be there for him, but now the opportunity is all there for him. Yeah, I mean, I was I, as JT being my my breakout running back, and um, like you said, the ADP rose every day, and I was part of the reason why because I was I was 
going. I was moving him up higher and higher up in my rankings so I could draft him. Uh, but it seemed like he was just moving even higher than that. So, um, you know, with JT, I was a little concerned because seeing that he's only got one carry for like zero yards. Yeah, man, he was not being used at all. Not like that. Uh, it was very concerning for me. And I, at one point, uh, I said to my I said to my brother Randy, I said, I have, and, and still this is true, I have not seen Jonathan Taylor play football in the NFL. Like, I have mm. not even seen a highlight of him. play. Mm. Like, I, like <laughs> I mean, he ends up with six catches, 60 yards, which is, I think that's really good because that's on six targets right there. Yep. Um, so, you know, th- that answers that question immediately. You know, whether JT can, uh, you know, be involved in the pass game and, you know, answers that question right away. So, um, you know, I think you kind of showed how high you are on JT the rest of the year because I just asked you JT or Chris Carson not too long ago, and you said JT, and I know how high you are on Chris Carson. So uh, that definitely speaks pretty highly of JT rest of way. So, uh, Greg, what about the Michael Thomas injury? Uh, What do you know about this one? Apparently it's a high ankle sprain. Uh, yeah, high ankle sprain. Um, he might be questionable definitely for next week. Uh, I mean, I'm you know he's a, he's a tough player, so I'm sure he's gonna you know want to try to you know, give it a go and a go as as much as he can. But this is tough for a guy that you you took with your like fifth or seventh overall pick in that range. Uh, it's, it's not looking good. What to give a stink? Yeah, I mean, injury. yeah, I mean it's a it's they play on Monday Night Football. Uh, so that's definitely, you know, giving you, that's going to, you know, give you a problem right there. Um, the question is, I, you know, I, I didn't see the injury. I'm not, I'm not even, you know, a doctor or anything to be able to speak on the injury, but, uh, I heard it was late at the end of the game. It was a high ankle sprain, depending on the severity. Uh, I would imagine he's not going to play on, on Monday. Maybe he gives it a go. Um, but it would be very tough. Um, you know. Uh, another guy that ends up getting injured, uh, George Kittle ends up with a knee sprain. Greg, what do you know about George Kittle's injury there? Uh, yeah, Kyle Shanahan came out and said it was a, a knee sprain. Um, they said they're going to try to reevaluate on Wednesday. Um, so we'll see what the situation is on that um, for him, for them to be able to play uh, Sunday against the Jets. Uh, yeah, it's also just got to monitor that throughout the situation. We'll, we'll keep you updated, definitely. Um, he, he's also a tough guy, so he might try to, that might be close to the game time, uh, situation as well. Yeah. I mean, he did, he did finish this game. Uh, so, you know, that was definitely encouraging, but he was off to a hot start before the game. Um, you know, before the injury, he had four catches, 44 yards, uh, ends up even, you know, rushing the ball. Um, so, you know, you, he was basically on the way what you expected and, you know, doesn't get any much work after that injury. I don't know if that was due to the injury, so I'm sure that had to affect him in some way, but definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, Greg, waiver wire, man, what do you yes, have? Sir. Who's the who's the top ad that you're gonna you're gonna use that waiver that waiver fab on? All right, man, I got you covered. Priority. Yeah, yeah, I I got you covered for this one. I got the the fantasy world covered. Week one is where probably the most names are gonna be here on. Um, and I, you know, if I got you for deep leagues, all formats, injuries, this is what we're gonna do. Number one, man, we talked about it. Marlon Max out. Naheem Hines has got to be the number one guy. Uh, running backs, I think, is just in general uh, probably the most important position in fantasy. So we got to look there first. He's only twenty percent rostered. In Yahoo leagues, Marlon Mack again out with a torn Achilles. Uh, he led all the running backs in the snap percentage with 53% uh, versus 35% for JT. Uh, he was second in carries. Uh, he also added eight receptions off of those eight targets for 45 yards and a touchdown. Um, so, yeah, Naheem Himes killed in this one. You heard Frank Reich said he's going to be still involved heavily. Uh, they got week two against Minnesota. Uh, who just got embarrassed defensively? Uh, he he's a must own in all leagues. So I'm going from I'm going from Naheem Hines uh, first, definitely. Yeah, I, I would agree with that one as well, and it's for the same reasoning. I mean, he's a running back, the most important position in fantasy. Um, 
I would I would be targeting Naheem Hines in a, in a, in a big way. Yeah. Um, what about at the who else do we have at the running back position? Anybody so at, else? At, yep, at the running back position, we got a couple actually a lot more names. We got Ma- Malcolm Brown. I would take uh, second probably for priority. He's only twenty six percent rostered. Um, again, we <laughs> repeat performance from week one last year. But this time, there's no Todd Gurley on the team. Uh, and also, this time, the Rams, I, I think it's a team that wants to run the ball. I mean, they had a run-pass split of 40-31. to 31. Um, So, you know, the, Malcolm Brown led the, all the running backs in carries, receptions, and had two touchdowns. Also led the the running backs, Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson, with, uh, uh, you know, snap and snap percentage. So, this is all good signs from Malcolm Brown. I think he's a must-own just from the perspective that he's going to be the goal linebacker. And they have a week two matchup against the Eagles where their D-line is so banged up. They just gave up two touchdowns to another goal linebacker, which is uh, Peyton Barber. You know, segue to that. Uh, I think for uh, if you're looking for RB depth, I think if you're the Le'Veon Bell owner, uh, the Marlon Mack owner, um, these guys I think you need to look at. And Peyton Barber is one of them. Uh, he's 3% rostered in Yahoo. Uh, and he, you know, he had a 41% snap chair with J.D. McKissick. But J.D. McKissick didn't really do anything. He was basically non-existent on the field. Um, Payne Barber was the most utilized guy as far as the carries number. Uh, I would be excited, though, about Antonio Gibson because with Payne Barber did have a lot of carries, but he didn't really do anything with them. He only averaged 1.7 yards per carry, but he was the goal line back. So being a goal line back in, you know, in today's world is, is good. You get touchdowns. Touchdowns are still six points, and that's a lot. Uh, they have a matchup against Arizona in week two. So that's definitely something you might want to look towards to pay Barber in, in some deep leagues if you need some uh, RB depth. Uh, also in that case, James Robinson, a uh, guy that we, we mentioned I've, I've been heavy on uh, as a guy that could step up in his backfield. And he's a, you know, a guy that you know led the team in carries with 16, got 62 yards, and also had a reception. Um, yep, he, he's a guy that's going to be, I think, um, having good weeks, especially in games. If the Jags are going to be competitive this year, it's they got the shocking upset against the Colts. And if they're going to continue to be competitive in games, James Robinson will have some intrigue. Uh, and lastly, Jeremy McKinnon and Joshua Kelly, those two guys are, I think, in a deep leagues. Uh, Jeremy McKinnon could take over for that number two role. And Joshua Kelly is now the number two uh, behind Austin Eckler. Um, because Justin Jackson banged up and Joshua Kelly is just playing better. Um, but we talked about that snap share. Eckler, 50 snaps to 18 snaps to Joshua Kelly. So let's not panic too much on Eckler. Yeah, no, definitely not panicking with Eckler. Definitely going to panic. Should have mentioned this earlier. Panic with Chris Thompson, though. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. I agree with that. You're right. Are, is he somebody you're dropping right now? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think James Robinson. Um He's going to be the guy, and then uh, you can find other people that are going to give you what Chris Thompson does. Um, I think James Robinson has more impact points because he's going to get more touches. I know you. I know you. You know, kudos to you because I know what you just went through right now, and Ooh, you were Teddy rolling dies. through that. You were rolling through that. You were rolling through that waivers with no problem. I know, I but know. you held your excitement in so well. So kudos to you for that. But Danny Dimes just dropped a dime forty-one-yard touchdown pass to Darius Slayton. That was awesome. Um, I really hope he doesn't get this QB fourteen. So <laughs> he went. Um, he went. <laughs> Um, so where would James Robinson slide in for you amongst all these running backs? I know you listed Peyton Barber first, but you're going after James Robinson before Peyton Barber, right? I think, yeah, I think so. Um, cause you know, 1.7 yards per carry for Peyton Barber is that's, that's kind of ugly. And Antonio Gibson, I think down the line will be the guy. Um, cause you know, last year, Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones, it was week to week. You, we seen with Peyton Barber, we know who he is. I think Antonio Gibson should get a chance. He was more efficient with his runs. Um, but I think if you need someone for next week against Arizona that might score a touchdown, Payne Barber might be the one. But, yeah, James Robinson, down to look, I, I, I'll take him. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what the line is for that that, that game on Sunday, but um, don't know how many points will be scored in that game for the Washington football <laughs> team that aren't – I mean, Terry didn't do anything, but uh, it'll be I, – I don't know. It, it would be hard to imagine Peyton Barber getting – Two rushing touchdowns. Did he get two this time? He did get two. Did he? Get, did he? Uh, did he get two? Uh, I don't actually. I know no, he I scored don't. like twelve. Uh, no, it was eleven points. 
He scored, yeah, he scored a goal line. He, but well, most of the, all the goal line carries were most most for him. That's why, yeah, it was intriguing. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, that that makes sense. Um, it's just pay, I mean, it, it's not sexy, but no, no, it's, it's not. Effective. This is deeper league. Those are the, <laughs> this is your Le'Veon, you're the Marlon Mack owner. But you're not you're, you're not burning waiver priority on him, right? Or spending any fab. Uh no, I think if I had to rank him, it'd be James Robinson for the after Naheem Hines and Malcolm Brown, of course. This is pain. This is James Robinson after this, and then I'll probably go Joshua Kelly, especially if they're the Eckler owner, and then probably Barbara McKinnon. Okay, yeah, yeah, I think I would probably slide McKinnon up ahead of Barber just because they're, if you're a play, especially if you're playing full point PPR, because like yeah, you and I talked about today with Kittle being injured, the running backs are going to be there's no receivers on this team. I mean, Debo yep. Samuel's on IR, Brandon Ayuk was out this week with the with the hamstring injury. Um, you know, George Kittle's banged up with the knee. So these running backs, like we saw Raheem Mostert, uh, Jarek McKinnon, both get involved in the pass game. I think this is going to be, that's going to be something where that, uh, you know, fantasy, uh, fantasy managers can, can definitely look to. Uh, what about mm-hmm. the receiver position, Greg? Uh, at the receiver position. Um, so we're going to look at, I think the top two guys <clears throat> we talked about it before. The top line has got to be Russell Gage, man. It's got to be this guy. He's only 2% owned, rostered in Yahoo Leagues. 12 targets, 9 receptions for 114 yards. He played in 70% of the offensive snaps. Matt Ryan in this offense, I said it before, he threw, he threw the ball 54 times. They're going to continue to throw the ball, the number one passing offense as far as attempts last year. Um, he's a favorable number three receiver in Probably be the most intriguing number three receiver in fantasy, honestly. I think he's a must-own in all formats just because of opportunity and uh, talent is there in that slot. Um, And then after that, the two guys, uh, oh, man, Paris Campbell, another guy uh, at receiver you got to look at. Uh, He had an outstanding performance, not outstanding performance, but a great performance as far as his target number. He uh, tied with T.Y. Hilton, who didn't have such a very good game, and uh, busted the year for me as wide receiver, um, but got the tie with him as far as targets with nine, held him with 71 receiving yards. Uh, This is a good sign for him. Is a, I think a good sign that he could be have some wide receiver three, some flex value, uh, and that could be a good guy to have a, a solid floor. And he's got the week two matchup against the Vikings. He's only owning rostered in twenty two percent of Yahoo leagues. Uh, I think this is a guy you got to look at at the wide receiver position that can have a good floor. And you know, as Ty, you know, he could struggle in more weeks, and Paris Campbell will be that guy to emerge as a clear number two, and then also a guy that could lead the receivers in, in targets receptions in one week is very possible. Those <laughs> who's going to emerge as that number two and for the Packers, it's just like last year um, we started, you know, MVS and Alan Lazar, they both stepped up. They both had great games. Um, they both scored a touchdown. Uh, they both have a <laughs> week two matchup against Detroit. So uh, who they, you know, Detroit just gave up three touchdowns to Mr. Bisky. So, you know, one of these two is going to be involved. Uh, if I had to, a better one before I, I did say Alan Lazard before week one, and I think I'm gonna stick with that. Uh, he did have more targets. Uh, Alan Lazard played in more snaps. Um, he played in 87 percent of the offensive snaps versus MVS, who played in 54. So I'm gonna stick with Alan Lazard as being that guy over the edge. Um, for uh, after that, for depth, uh, it's gotta be your boy Lavishka Chenault, man. You know he's gotta be on there. Um, he scored a touchdown. He's uh, he was he was involved in in every way. Uh, you, you talked about he got got some carries, got some receptions. So if you're involved in, in the Wildcat as well, yep, yep. <laughs> if you if you're in need of that deep league uh, deep league receivers, um, PPR leagues, I think he has some intrigue. Uh, I think also if Kenny Galladay continues to be hurt, I said to Danny Amendola, he had flex value in week one. He he should continue to have some flex value. He got seven targets, five receptions for eighty one yards. And he's only owning, I mean, rostered in two percent of Yahoo leagues. And uh, lastly, Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller, of uh, Mike yeah. Evans has some, uh, you know, it's going to be, you know, banged up a little bit. Uh, and even if he's not, I think even he, if he's not, yeah, he's a third <laughs> pass catcher in in this offense, which is good. It's bad news for Gronk, but it's good news for him. Um, he's so. He, did you see that when he just caught the ball at the, in the flat and just ran for first down? He's fast. That boy is fast. So uh, I like Scotty Miller. Week two against Carolina too. Yeah, Scotty Miller, four three speed, uh, Bowling Green. I want to say. Yep. So yes, sir. yeah, 
he he's a he's definitely a good prospect. Um, question for you: So if one if one of the of the Bucks running backs was on waivers, which one would you pick up <laughs> today? Ronald Jones. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to hear you say. It. <laughs> Um, hey, if one of the Jaguars now, players was on whoever I, who would you pick up? <laughs> if one of the Jack, oh James Robinson, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I got I got I got to give you credit for that. You've you've been staying. I don't know what it was about James Robinson that caught your eye because you had not seen the dude play football. Like I'm I'm sure you still haven't seen him play football. <laughs> nah, I mean, other than the hi- highlights of like a couple plays that they're in red zone, but other than that, nah, I haven't seen the game. But you were so on to James Robinson. Yo, they were they were like, high on him. They were they, they, the organization, the organization no, was they, very high. <laughs> they were definitely high on him. It was just uh, for me, it was like I thought this team was going to be one of the worst in the league. They clearly were not. Uh, you know, also they Garner cut one Minshew. of the running backs too, which has definitely helped. Yeah, which one did they cut? Uh, Davion Ogabu. Oh, uh, they they wrong. they cut him. I know they put him on IR recently. Oh, IR. Sorry, you're right. IR. That helped. That did open up uh something too. How does wait? How does that make you feel, Greg? We just got to tell everybody what just happened. <laughs> Daniel Jones just threw an interception to T.J. Watt, who you have in multiple <laughs> IDP leagues. How does that make two IDP you leagues. feel? I did call the in one interception from Danny Dimes, but it is the TJ Watt. Yo, I'm, I'm telling y'all, I'm about to go five and three this week. So uh, it's, it's cool. It's cool. The Giants are still winning the game. So that's nice. For now. It's at least a Big Ben <laughs> touchdown, passing touchdown. Then, then, we're to- then we're talking. Oh, yeah. Nah, definitely. To Deontay Johnson, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Who? Oh, now the tight end position. I mean, we 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 failed to talk about it for the injuries, but Blake Jarwin, he's a guy I know, Greg, that you have yeah, uh, man. many shares of. Um, he's a guy that injured tore his ACL in Sunday night's game. Uh, definitely sucks to see that happen, Greg. What is your takeaway here? Uh, I mean, as a Blake Jarwin manager, uh, which tight ends are you looking to add? Yeah, the only reason I'm sad we didn't get this episode before because I would have told everyone to get Eric Ebron before this game like I did. I own Blake Jarwin in two leagues, and that's exactly what I did. But uh, if not, if you didn't get Eric Ebron in time, it's all good. We got you covered. Uh, Jordan Aikens, uh, I think he should be a guy to look at. He's 1% rostered. Uh, He he had the snap share that we talked about, 81% over Darren Fells, scored a touchdown. Um, I think he could be involved more as the Texans are still trying to establish their pass catchers after Will Fuller. Um, and they have week two against Baltimore. You, you know, you talked about one of the weaknesses. The only weakness really of that defense is against the tight ends. The Cleveland Browns, uh, the tight end position, you know, put up five receptions for 75 yards and a touchdown. So I think he should be a guy you could look at if you're struggling here at tight end. Logan Thomas, uh, 2% rostered, had eight targets with Washington. Uh, after McLaurin, after uh, there's not really a lot of uh, consistency of who you want uh, at you know as a pass catcher. So Logan Thomas will be here, uh, and they got Week Two against Arizona, baby. And until they prove to me that they can guard the tight end position, I'm starting um starting tight ends against them up. And lastly, Jimmy Graham, five percent rostered with the Bears. Uh, he has seven targets. He scored a touchdown. Um, they got week two against the Giants. Uh, this is, you know, a deep league. If you didn't get Aikens, Ebron, and Logan Thomas, uh, Jimmy Graham's probably your last option. What about Greg Olson? Greg Olson, yeah, I think you're right, actually. He, he's uh, one of the sh- in my impossible streams last week. Uh, he scored a touchdown. Um, I think, yeah, his roster ship is probably a little low. So, yeah, I think he, he's a guy that you can be uh, be good at. Because, I mean, I did think Will Disney was going to emerge later in the year. But right now, Greg Olson has some intrigue. And uh, Joe Burrow, I think, is somebody that we should probably bring up at the quarterback position. I know that there was no major injuries at the quarterback, um, but they've got Cleveland this week. That Cleveland secondary is banged up. Uh, Joe Burrow looked comfortable in his first game. Mm, that last um, drive woo, was everything. Yeah, no, that was that was great. Uh, ended obviously ended on the offensive pass interference from AJ Green, mm-hmm. but. Um, that was, you know, just the poise that he had on that drive was just, you know, awesome to see, you know, kind of what we've expected, though. So not really yep. surprised there. Um, so maybe he's somebody that 
you know, you could you could stream this week at the quarterback position. Uh, oh, oh, take, for the quarterbacks, actually. Oh, I had two quarterbacks named up. I know. I, I got oh, you covered go there, ahead. too. My fault. Oh, sorry, go, sorry, oh, sorry. No, I got you. No, Jimmy good. G, first of all. Jimmy G's oh, got yeah. Jimmy G's got the Jets. <laughs> he's got the Jets. Week two. He's 53% owned. He, he threw 33 times for 259 and two touchdowns. They got the Jets week two. I don't care if George Kittle is starting or not. Uh, they'll figure it out. They'll find a way to get him involved. Uh, and also... Hey man, you 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 wanted to stream Mr. Trubisky week one. You we did you did it. You, it worked out for you. We Mr. Trubisky week two. They got the Giants, and uh, I mean unless the Giants miraculously hold down Big Ben and find a secondary, uh, it should be a good matchup for Mr. Trubisky next week. He's only three percent rostered. Hey man, Mr. Trubisky has three straight three touchdown games against the Detroit Lions. This is just who he is, man. I don't I don't know. And maybe he's right. playing the Detroit Lions sixteen games out of his sixteen. <laughs> sixteen <great> games. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, if if only Detroit got to play the first three quarters of that game, then they would have won. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, all right. Any anybody else that we should be looking at off waivers, Greg? Or is that it? No, I think think that's it. Um, yeah. Make sure you prioritize on that running back first. Try to get Naeem Hines if, or Malcolm Brown. If you get one of those two, you you'll be sitting nice with a potential running back. Uh, some running back two upsides there. Definitely flexes. Yeah, absolutely. Running backs are currency in fantasy football. If you play super flex, it's running backs and quarterbacks that are currency. Um, but um, definitely, definitely look to target those running backs, even if you already have running backs. Guess some more. Um, like yes, I always say, I like I like to get horses in the stable. Or, or one of the things I've been saying a lot lately is I like to have some some good running backs cooking on the bench. Uh, you know, bacon in the oven. So. Uh, you know, just let him bake a little bit. Antonio Gibson, DeAndre Swift, don't don't drop him. Just let him bake a little bit more. Yep, yep, um, let him bake. <laughs> all right, so, uh, the, you know, that's it. Week one, we made it. We're here. It was awesome. Again, everyone, thanks for listening. As always, please rate and review the podcast wherever it is that you're listening. Uh, and hope that you enjoy week one. Hope that you are going to enjoy or hope that you enjoyed Monday Night Football and, um, you know, be sure to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at FF Diagnostics. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram uh, at JR Football Nerd. And follow Greg on Instagram at we underscore made it. And uh, as always, we are out. Yeah.